Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. The lead justice of the U.S. Supreme Court confirms the draft leak of an opinion by the high court, which could overturn Roe v. Wade calling for an investigation. The majority leader of the U.S. Senate is calling for a vote codifying Roe v. Wade. Intelligence officials in Ukraine say Russia is looking to terminate its war on Ukraine by the end of the summer. Consumers already frustrated over those high gas prices are facing spiraling energy costs resulting from the war in Ukraine. New York's governor has announced a new running mate after fast-tracking legislation allowed her, former lieutenant governor, to be removed from the state's primary ballot following his arrest and resignation on corruption charges. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. U.S. Supreme Court Justice John Roberts has confirmed the leak of a draft document potentially overturning Roe v. Wade. He called it an egregious breach of trust, calling for an investigation into the leak. John Roberts said the document does not represent the final decision of any members of the high court. Head of boarding Air Force One, President Biden, President Joe Biden, Tuesday said the draft represents a fundamental shift in American jurisprudence that threatens other basic rights like access to birth control and marriage. It basically says all the decisions related to your private life, who you marry, whether or not you decide to conceive a child or not, whether or not you can have an abortion, a range of other decisions, whether or not how you raise your child. What does this do? uh, And does this mean that in Florida they can decide they're going to pass a law? saying that same-sex marriage is not permissible. Meanwhile, Republican Kentucky Senator Mitch McConnell blasted the leak, saying that the left is trying to rip the blindfold off of Lady Justice. The court should tune out the bad faith noise and feel completely free to do their jobs. They should follow the facts and the law wherever that leads. If enacted, the decision to overturn Roe v. Wade would allow individual states to more heavily regulate or outright ban abortion. The leak first reported by Politico. The document was labeled a first draft of the opinion of the court in a case challenging Mississippi's ban on abortion after 15 weeks. In the wake of the leaked draft opinion from the U.S. Supreme Court, Democrats in Congress lack the votes to end the filibuster for abortion protections. U.S. Senator Joe Manchin, the Democrat out of West Virginia, and Kirsten Sinema, the Democrat out of Arizona, said Tuesday they plan to uphold the filibuster. That had a vow from U.S. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer of New York to hold a vote codifying Roe v. Wade. Efforts could be futile unless the filibuster's 60-vote threshold is met. 
It is our intention for the Senate to hold a vote on legislation to codify the right to an abortion in law. And that was New York senior Senator Chuck Schumer there. Manchin voted against similar legislation, tried to codify abortion rights earlier this year. Meanwhile, Cinema is supportive of abortion rights. Russia may be looking to end its war in Ukraine as of this September. That according to Kiev's main directorate of intelligence of the Ministry of Defense. Russia's deadly war has persisted for nearly 70 days with Moscow focusing all of its efforts in eastern and southern Ukraine after its forces failed to take Kiev, the capital. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson spoke virtually to Ukraine's parliament, the first world leader to do so since Russia invaded Ukraine February 24th. You've proved the old saying, it's not, it's not the size of the dog in the fight, it's the size of the fight in the dog. Johnson hailed Ukraine's resistance against tyranny as an exemplar for the world. Tomorrow, British citizens head to the polls for local elections and several cities are predicted to swing away from Johnson's conservative party. And uh, the premier has been embroiled in several scandals involving parties at his home and office during COVID-19 lockdowns, violating the restrictions Johnson himself imposed. Consumers already frustrated over high gasoline prices are also faced with rapidly rising electricity bills compounding inflation's financial toll on people and businesses. Electric rates, for example, in New York are up 15 percent, according to the Energy Department's latest figures. Nationally, rates rose 12 percent for the first two months of 2022. Annually, there's been a 4 percent increase. As air conditioner use spikes into the summer months, the cost to consumers are expected to increase. The war in Ukraine has driven up the already high cost of natural gas, which is burned to produce about 40 percent of America's electricity. New York's governor, Kathy Hochul, has named a new running mate following the resignation of her former lieutenant governor, Brian Benjamin. After fast-track legislation booted Benjamin from the primary ballot, Hochul Tuesday announced that she has chosen Representative Antonio Delgado as her new lieutenant governor. Delgado delivered an acceptance speech yesterday, taking the opportunity to blast the U.S. Supreme Court draft decision overturning Roe v. Wade. I want to be clear about something. Make no mistake. In seeking to overturn nearly 50 years of precedent, the Supreme Court is at once reasserting a social order grounded in patriarchy and male dominance over a woman's body. Delgado is a black Harvard Law graduate and Rhodes Scholar. He defeated one-term Republican Representative John Faso in 2018 and won re-election to the 19th Congressional District two years ago. On Monday, the Democratic-led legislature approved a controversial bill allowing a candidate to remove their name from the ballot if they've been arrested or are facing criminal charges. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Will any lingering rain or showers end by late morning? Cloudy skies today are high 64, mostly cloudy overnight, the low 56. Mostly sunny tomorrow, the high 68, light winds to 13 miles per hour. And right now we have 49 degrees, very light drizzle reported in some areas. Well, for the second night in a row there, protesters demonstrated outside the U.S. Supreme Court in Washington, D.C. to decry a leaked opinion by the high court.
signaling it was positioned to overturn Roe v. Wade. More than a 1,000 abortion rights demonstrators filled the sidewalk and street outside the Supreme Court. They demanded President Biden and fellow Democrats defend the right to an abortion. A smaller group of pro-life demonstrators were separated from that group by police barricades and U.S. Capitol Police. There was at least one violent scuffle resulting in a man being led away by police. Similar protests reported as well in cities and towns throughout the country. Former Secretary of State and twice-failed presidential hopeful Hillary Clinton is weighing in on that draft leak from the U.S. Supreme Court. Clinton yesterday on Twitter said that if overturning of Roe v. Wade were to be finalized, it will kill and subjugate women. The decision is a direct assault on the dignity, rights, and lives of women, not to mention decades of settled law, Clinton wrote on Twitter. Here she is in a debate during the 2016 election referencing then-candidate Donald Trump's view on abortion rights. Indeed, he said women should be punished, that there should be some form of punishment uh, for women uh, who obtain abortions. And I could just not be more opposed to that kind of thinking. Clinton also said the draft opinion was not surprising, but still outrageous. Mississippi awaiting the U.S. Supreme Court's decision on abortion. The Dobbs versus Jackson case expected later this summer. The Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization is a pending U.S. Supreme Court case dealing with the constitutionality of a 2018 Mississippi state law that banned abortion operations after the first 15 weeks of pregnancy. The high court's opinion could overturn Roe v. Wade, giving women access to abortion rights for the past 50 years. Communications Director for the Trust Women Foundation, Zach Gingrich Gaylord on ABC News. None of these states were set up to accept thousands of patients from another state. Uh, We have access issues of our own in each of these states. Restrictions already in place in some states like Texas are forcing women to travel to other states for abortion procedures. Legislators in some 13 states have already passed so-called trigger laws, which are bans designed to go into effect if Roe is overturned. Former President Donald Trump's business and inaugural committee has reached a deal to pay Washington, D.C. $750,000 to resolve a lawsuit. The suit alleged the committee overpaid for events at Trump's hotel and enriched the former president's family in the process, according to the District of Columbia's attorney general. A.G. Carl Racine announced the settlement agreement in the case against the presidential inaugural committee, the Trump Organization and the Trump International Hotel in Washington in a tweet yesterday. The document had not yet been signed by a judge. The agreement says the case is being resolved to avoid the cost, burden and risks of further litigation. The fines will be used to benefit three nonprofit organizations, according to the settlement paperwork. A crime surging all across the nation. A 41-second video, for example, has gone viral. It's of a robbery at a San Francisco Walgreens viewed over 1.6 million times. The video shows two women brazenly grabbing items off store shelves, running out of the store with stolen merchandise. A man in a yellow hoodie runs out of the store behind them. I have taken all of the nicotine. Also on aisle one. The San Mateo County Sheriff's Office says they're investigating no arrests so far. San Francisco is one of the cities that has been dealing with a surging crime and drug crisis. The San Francisco Chronicle reported in January that shootings jumped there 33% from 2020 to last year. 
According to the SFPD, property crime in general is up 10.4% in San Francisco from last year. Endorsed by former President Donald Trump, J.D. Vance, an author and venture capitalist, won Ohio's Republican primary for the U.S. Senate yesterday. The victory demonstrates former President Trump's influence over GOP voters. Here's Vance during his victory speech. A lot of the fake news media out there, and, and, and there are some good ones in the back there. There's some bad ones, too, let's be honest. But they wanted to write a story that this campaign would be the death of Donald Trump's America First agenda. Ladies and gentlemen, it ain't the death of the America First agenda. The 37-year-old Vance faced a slew of seven other candidates for the GOP nod. Vance will now face a Democratic Congressman Tim Ryan, who represents a former factory-dependent district in eastern Ohio. Incumbent Ohio Senator Rob Portman is retiring. Pope Francis told an Italian newspaper he had offered to travel to Moscow to meet with President Vladimir Putin to try and end Russia's war in Ukraine. The Pope suggested the invasion might have been provoked by NATO's eastward expansion. The Pope has frequently denounced the weapons industry and the announced increases in defense spending by the West in recent weeks. Here's the Pope in his address last Sunday. And while we are witnessing a macabre regression of humanity, I ask you, together with so many anguished people, if we are really seeking peace, if there is the will to avoid a continuous military and verbal escalation, if we are doing everything possible to make the weapons stop. The Pope has also defended the right of the Ukrainians to protect their territory from the Russian invasion. Russia has not responded to the Pope's request. 77 WABC Time Check 515. Justin Ellick's here with a look at sports. Morning, Justin. Good morning, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. The Mets get back to their winning ways yesterday with a doubleheader sweep of the Atlanta Braves in Queens. In Game 1, it was Pete Alonso who held it down with two RBI singles as the Mets were able to get to Braves starter Charlie Morton early on. Five runs in the first four frames against Morton was all New York would need and route to the 5-4 to four victory. Alonso would stay hot in Game 2, homering in the 6 to put the Mets up 3 to nothing, which is where things would stay for the remainder of the contest. That series will wrap up in Queens this afternoon at 1.10 p.m. Eastern Time. Tyler McGill get uh, set to take on Atlanta's Ian Anderson. As for the Yankees, they stayed in the win column as well with a 9-1 shellacking of the Toronto Blue Jays up north. After falling down early one to nothing, a huge blast from the judge set the Bombers back on track in the sixth inning. Drill deep to left field. There it goes. See ya. A long home run. Ties this game at one. That call courtesy of Michael K and the Yes Network. The Yankees wouldn't look back going for eight additional unanswered runs before closing out the series' clinching win. New York will aim for the three-game sweep tonight at 7.07 p.m. when Nestor Cortez gets the ball going up up against Toronto's Yusei Kikuchi. Another New York City baseball team notched a win last night as our very own Staten Island Ferryhawks pulled out the 4-1 win against the Lexington Legends at their inaugural home opener. Turns out having uh, Sidney Rosenberg in attendance might be a good luck charm. Finally, to the ice we go, where Rangers fans stayed up virtually all night just to watch the Blue Shirts drop Game 1 to the Penguins in heartbreaking fashion. In the third, yes, third overtime period, Evgeny Malkin silenced the Garden with this game winner. But Malkin posting up at the top of the crease. Marino scores! And Pittsburgh wins! 4-3 to 
three in triple overtime. Four to three is your final score from the world's most famous arena as the Rangers will be using every minute of their off day tomorrow to recharge for game two at the Garden set for Thursday night at 7 p.m. For more sports content, follow 77 WAB Sports, WABC Sports excuse me, on Instagram and Twitter. And here with the early news up, update. I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Justin. Too bad for the Rangers. Oh. Yeah. All tough, right. Tough, Hopefully tough they'll come loss. back in game two. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Any rain should end by late morning. Cloudy skies today are high 64. The overnight low is 56 with mostly cloudy skies. Nice day tomorrow. Mostly sunny. The high 68 light winds to 13 miles per hour. Right now, 49 degrees light drizzle. Frank Morano standing by with your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. U.S. stocks rose slightly on Tuesday as investors looked forward to a pivotal Federal Reserve decision. The S&P 500 rose 0.4%. The Dow Jones Industrial gained 67 points. And the tech-heavy Nasdaq added 0.2%. New data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics showed Tuesday that the U.S. labor market remained on fire in March, with a record 4.5 million workers quitting their jobs. The number of quits increased most significantly in the professional and business services sector, as well as construction. The overall quits rate moved up 3%, a level not seen since December of 2021. Billionaire hedge fund manager Paul Tudor Jones told CNN NBC, the environment for investors is worse than ever as the Federal Reserve is raising interest rates when financial conditions have already become increasingly tight. The Fed is expected to announce a half percentage point increase in its benchmark interest rate today to tamp down surging inflation at a 40-year high. The founder and chief investment officer of Tudor Investment believes investors are now in uncharted territory as the central bank had only eased monetary policy during past economic slowdowns and financial crises. As protesters gathered and politicians scrambled to speak out, the country's largest corporation remained largely silent Tuesday after a leaked draft of a Supreme Court decision indicated that conservative justices are poised to overturn a landmark ruling that guarantees access to legal abortion. Dozens of companies such as Walmart, American Airlines, and Microsoft have yet to issue statements, respond to requests, or comment, or have declined to comment. The Business Roundtable, a trade group that's made up of top CEOs, said in a statement that it does not have a position on this issue. I'm Frank Morano. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. Thanks, Frank. And looking at futures this morning, the Dow's up 45 points at 33,078. S&P 500 up 6.5. Nasdaq's climbed 8. Gold's down $2.60 an ounce at $1,868. Crude oil up $3.39 a barrel at $105.80. It's the WABC Early News. New York's Governor Kathy Hochul is delivering reassurances about abortion rights in New York State. Even if Roe v. Wade were to be overturned, abortion rights in New York have been codified into law and touted by Hochul. Hochul said on Twitter Monday night, for anyone who needs access to care, our state will welcome you with open arms. Here's Hochul. And my message to those who will deny this fundamental right, basic right, you don't want to mess with us. You don't want to mess with the state of New York. And I assure you, this is a fight that you will not win. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy across the Hudson pledging the same, saying his state will not go backwards on reproductive rights. New York became... One of the first states to legalize abortion in 1970, three years before the Seminole Supreme Court decision made the freedom to get an abortion a constitutional right. 
Oh, former New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio there. And de Blasio, it seems, has become more of a regular Joe as he's gone from eating pizza with a fork and knife to chowing down using his hands. In a humble admission, in a 920-page article published Tuesday in The Atlantic, de Blasio admits he became one of the city's most unpopular mayors because he grew out of touch with average New Yorkers. He even said that he's become such an expert in being unpopular that he has felt qualified to offer some advice to President Joe Biden. Of course, a fellow Democratic politician whose approval ratings are in the basement. De Blasio and his wife are currently living at a pricey Brooklyn hotel while his Park Slope Brooklyn home is being renovated. The NYPD's new anti-gun teams are mainly conducting car stops to try and find illegal weapons. A new New York Post analysis has found that that has turned up only three weapons. Arrest records show most of the suspects pulled over by the anti-gun teams ended up being busted on low-level traffic offenses. Here's New York City Mayor Eric Adams. New Yorkers feel as if a sea of violence is engulfing our city. But as your mayor, I promise you, I will not let this happen. We will not surrender our city to the violent few. We're going to go back and we won't go back to the bad old days. The new neighborhood safety teams have made at least 52 car stops in neighborhoods plagued by gun violence, according to the latest data given to the Post by the NYPD. Record shows suspects were arrested on things like minor infractions involving tinted windows, drug possession and bogus license plates. The NYPD and the mayor have repeatedly touted the program's 135 arrests during its first three weeks and said 25 busts were for gun possession, including four involving minors. Well, the MTA now says that a faulty fan is blamed for the MTA's security cameras at a Brooklyn subway station to malfunction the day before a madman unleashed gunfire on strap hangers there last month. MTA CEO Jano Lieber wrote in a letter late Monday to congressional representatives who are demanding answers about the malfunction. He wrote transit crews have been working since April 7th to fix the fan issue ahead of the April 12th shooting. The camera's surveillance feed cut out less than 24 hours before James Frank James allegedly fired 33 shots into a subway car pulling into the platform, wounding 29 people. NYPD sources have said The lack of crucial video footage during the mayhem slowed their hunt for accused gunman Frank James. He escaped amid the chaos on a train across the platform. The glitch also shut off feeds at the 25th Street and 45th Street subway stations where James entered and exited the transit system and then remained on the lam for more than 24 hours. The NYPD has released a video of a man who was chased down by a mob, pummeled and stabbed in Times Square. Police say the man had been standing in line at a food cart on 8th Avenue at 45th Street around 3.15 Saturday morning when he became involved in an argument and then the chase ensued. Police are asking for the public's help in identifying and tracking down the suspects. You can see that video. It's up on our website, wabcradio.com. Meanwhile, the 36-year-old victim involved in this was treated and released from Bellevue Hospital. Anybody with information after looking at that video again on our website, wabcradio.com, is asked to call Crime Stoppers at 1-800-577-TIPS 
All calls, authorities say, will be kept confidential. A COVID is ticking up in the Big Apple. New York City raised its COVID alert level to medium on Monday as cases surpassed a rate of 200 per 100,000 persons in the five boroughs. Health officials said it marks the first time that the health department has adjusted that level since debuting this new system under Mayor Eric Adams' administration earlier this year. Here's Adams. COVID is a formidable opponent. And if you're stringent, you're not going to defeat something that's not stringent. We're going to pivot and shift and be honest with New Yorkers as we move forward. Manhattan and Staten Island, respectively, have the highest transmission rates per 100,000 residents. Those two boroughs are also now classified as medium covert alert counties by the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Any rain shower should end by late morning. Cloudy skies today are high 64. Overnight, mostly cloudy, the low 56. Tomorrow, nice day, mostly sunny, the high 68 with light winds to 13 miles per hour. Right now, 49 degrees, light drizzle in some areas. NBC News revealed in an internal review conducted by the news organization that it has turned up a dozen instances of online plagiarism by one single reporter. In a standalone note to readers, which was published Monday, NBC News said it had found a total of 11 articles written by a reporter over the last year that did not meet our standards for original material. The outlet did not name the reporter, however, indicate how it had been made aware of the plagiarized material or say if any action had been taken against the employee who authorized the articles in question. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.